When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome to our latest episode of the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's Chris Knight here coming through Andrew Musgrove and unfortunately we're here to do our reaction podcast to that defeat against Leicester. It was an afternoon which pretty much everything that could have gone wrong for Newcastle did go wrong. Injuries, mistakes and in the end it became a bit of a procession for Brendan Rodgers' side. I'm here with Lee Ryder at St James's Park. Lee, where do you start with that? (laughs) Yeah, I've, I mean, I've seen some funny things in my time, but like four, four or five injuries uh, so close to each other was pretty freaky, I think. <laughs> look, you can look at the injuries all day long, but Newcastle were poor in the build-up uh, before that. So they've missed chances, and then they've gifted goals. So, you know, two really bad combinations, to be totally honest, and then the injuries just compound it. And it just shows you how weak this squad really is to be totally honest and Steve Bruce has now got to somehow cajole this group of players going into a FA Cup game on Saturday Newcastle's FA Cup record really bad over the years and now you know they're going down there with the walking wounded effectively so very hard um, for the fans to take today but I don't I think the fans were were brilliant really because they stuck behind the team particularly when they had 10 men and now um, you look at the table and you're just glad that they've got those 25 points already in the bag and dust themselves down the Rochdale game's going to be tough but if they can somehow scrape through in that game then to be fair most people going into January would have accepted 25 points and been in the fourth round of the FA Cup so all's not lost but uh, a very difficult afternoon here against Leicester mm-hmm. and to be fair it was Bruce has spoken about it being quite a bizarre spell just before yeah. half time for the first half now, of course, Leicester had a couple of chances, but they, Newcastle made quite a good start, yeah. and it could have all been quite different if Joe Linton was able to stick that chance away. Yes, uh, that was a real key moment in the game. I think when you're a player who's gone five months now without a goal, and you're on such a barren run, and your confidence is low, and you've got a £40 million price tag on your back that's probably not the best chance you want to get you want something from two or three yards to just tap in a scruffy goal but he's been waiting for one of those for a long time and to be totally honest the service has been really poor for him as well it's it's been it's been difficult for him um coming in but I, I don't think too many times that his teammates have helped him um that was a really good ball from Shelby over the top and if you're in firing on all cylinders then you'd probably just round the keeper and slot that in. But when you're worried so much about missing chance after chance, then it's probably not the best opportunity. So uh, disappointing for him again, but um, hopefully um, hopefully he can finally you know, end his drought at some point. But at the minute, it's just not happening for him. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned the Rochdale game there. I know yeah. at, <laughs> at the start of the season, Bruce was quite keen to stress that the Cups were going to be taken as a priority. Unfortunately, yeah. they got drawn against this Leicester team yes. first in the Carabao Cup. 
How he's obviously mentioned about all the injuries and given the performances and the results that have been over the festive period, how how do you think he's going to approach this game against Rochdale? Was it was it in two or three days' time? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, this is the problem now. It's almost like his words back in August have come back to bite a little bit. It, I think he probably said it with the best of intentions, but the people upstairs here will be emphasising how important it is to stay in the Premier League the 15 points away from, from securing the place so that they're not too far and he'll he'll know not that he won't be able to risk too many bodies but I, I don't think he's got too many choices really but to play youngsters I asked that question in the press conference um, I said are you going to have to turn the kids and he kind of like played it down a little bit because probably doesn't want to come out and say it, be quoted saying I'm going to have to turn the kids because then it turns into a headline uh, it's it's difficult um, I think you look at the centre halves that are available you know down the bare bones uh, he's probably going to have to play some one or, one or two of the youngsters maybe more maybe you know Elias Sorensen comes into contention Kel Watts might come into contention if, if he's fit I know he's, he's been injured um, there's, there's a couple of others in the under 23s but they've got a game as well on, on Friday at, at 12 o'clock so it's going to be interesting till the next 48 hours pan out and to see exactly what that squad is but I certainly don't think he'll take too many risks I suppose one of the bonuses is today Andy Carroll didn't come on so he's relatively preserved but it's going to be very tough So we're joined now by Kieran Kelly obviously a very disappointing day at the office for the United do you think any of the sort of players came out of any credit with their performances today? I think Martin Dubravka yet again, uh, kind of getting bored talking about him, uh, the saves he's making even in defeats, but uh, certainly you look at the, the first 35 minutes he made three important saves and then even when the game's at 1-0 or 2-0 rather, he, he still kept them respectable. Uh, there was that great double save on the hour mark, I think it was, um, from Inacho and Perez. So, I mean, Dubravka, you know, a few question marks around him again after the Manchester United game. I suppose a few people maybe have short memories given how many important saves he made, particularly here, and it was just another reminder. Otherwise, while it didn't get as bad as it did 94 days previously at Leicester, you know, no one came out of credit from that game. Um, I don't think anyone really put their hand up. You look at it, Muto didn't really work did it Jolenton obviously had the big chance there's no point going through each each player really I think you're coming up against a much better team um, there was a, a lot of fatigue um, the defensive injuries didn't help um, but as far as second half performances go you know they, they showed a bit of resilience they didn't capitulate like they did uh, back in September and they can take a bit from that but as I said I think Leicester you know I was almost surprised given how ruthless they've been against Newcastle previously in Southampton when those teams went down to 10 and they tore them apart whereas you could tell maybe that this was like with them their fourth game in uh, you know 11 12 days and you know they were happy to kind of keep it at pre-season pace at times until Shaudry comes up with that amazing goal so it could have been a lot worse I think had Newcastle been in this situation playing Leicester a week ago it could have been a lot worse but ultimately you know it's 3-0 uh, which sounds bizarre to be saying after 3-0 and obviously, as Bruce said in the press conference afterwards, that 15 minute, 20 minute spell before half time and just afterwards was, in his own words, quite bizarre. Mm. 
given the you know three games in six seven days, the injuries that happened today, the the nature of the errors that were part of it. Obviously, there's no getting away from the fact this is pretty much a nightmare day at the office for the club. How much, you know, how much of it was sort of you know was it a combination of these factors? How how much of it could have maybe Bruce have reacted too quick or made changes beforehand? Yeah, it's it's tricky. I think when it took any chance of trying to change the game out of it because obviously Gale couldn't come on, Atsu couldn't come on, uh, you've Sean Longstaff coming on, but when he's coming on for Shelby, that's losing a creative threat and, and someone who isn't obviously as good at, at putting balls over the top as, as Shelby did in that first half. So I think the changes kind of um, set the stall out for how the second half was going to be and it was just attack versus defence. It was just Newcastle being camped in their own half. There was no change in that really. Um, they struggled to get out and then when Cher goes off, you're playing with 10 men. So it's it's really, really tough. Um, you know, I look at the team. Um, you know, could could you've taken Lejeune out before this? Um, gone to play Hayden at the back potentially, or you know, in hindsight, it's easy to say. But I think Lejeune, we all know him. He is for me their best defender. Um, he doesn't make those mistakes normally. Um, and this is a guy coming back from a. From a second serious knee injury in really short succession, they've eased him back in terms of waiting to bring him back in. But all of a sudden, he's playing four games in, in eleven days or what have you, and it's it's just pushed him. And he just didn't look himself today again. Um, just the intensity wasn't quite there. So it, it, I think they're pushed to it to a point. You know, it's I just look at that Rochdale game now and. You, he said there was 10 players out but equally in a couple of weeks they could have four or five back but it just probably re- highlights again you know you could in terms of getting out in those kind of situations someone like some maximum they, they really missed again uh, just a spark that's what Newcastle have really missed in these past three games you know the Palace game you're big on the your own moment but since then it's it's not been great it's been tough going and kind of been reliant on you know the Andy Carroll factor was today they didn't have him they weren't able to play him they couldn't risk him it's just I hope you know it doesn't get any easier but they, they have to kind of dust themselves on again and Russia has a big test mm-hmm. and it feels a long long time ago but it is just over a week uh, it was Almiron scoring the, the winner against Crystal Palace 25 points looking quite rosy in mid-table and you've had the last three games I know Manchester United Everton Leicester they, yeah. they, they were always going to be tough but how do you assess this festive period for Newcastle? Could it could it have gone much worse? To be honest, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I think getting the win against Palace, I thought that would have given them the platform really to spring on and maybe get another win out of those two games, uh, either against Man United or Everton. I know that's might be a bit bizarre saying that, but they had nothing to fear going to Old Trafford. Uh, the players thought that themselves. You know, they they went one 0 ahead, and you, you thought. That's perfect for Newcastle. Manchester United are a counter-attacking team. Um, they're going to have to come out now, and Newcastle are so solid. But since that game, they've just been making really uncharacteristic errors, really sloppy at the back, giving goals away. Um, and that's a worry because I think you'd say three of the goals against Man U, that was the case, and against Leicester, two, uh, they teed up for, for, for Leicester. So I think that would be my concern going forward um, is... 
players love having games coming up quickly, but because this run has, has not been great, it's it's just exasperated it, and they kind of have to snap out of it quickly because, like I say, you look at the fixtures coming up. Rochdale isn't going to be easy. Then you've got um, Wolves away. They're flying. Uh, Chelsea at home. You never know what you're going to get with Chelsea, but you know one of the best teams in the league. And then, of course, you uh, go to Everton. So with the other teams starting to hit form, you have West Ham on the bounce again. You have Watford really, really putting something together. Um, all of a sudden, Newcastle, can, that cushion could be eroded and they're dragged right back in. So that's my worry. You're looking ahead into fe- into January now, um, where they are come the end of the month. Um, you'd you'd hope that there's still five points uh, between them, but I think if it's if it's not away, it's it's going to make the rest of the season uh, really uncomfortable in, in part. We hope we've enjoyed this episode so far. It's sponsored by Hodgson Motor Group, the Northeast number one family-owned Toyota, Mazda, and Suzuki dealership group. Please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast through wherever you get your podcasts from. We're joined by Mark Douglas now. Mark, what did you make of that? I was desperately disappointing, wasn't it? And I think a, a, a slightly sort of bizarre afternoon in some ways. You know, the way that, the way that it kind of ended, it was it was a training session in the second 45 minutes, which was really disappointing. You know, the one thing that you don't really ever want a Newcastle team to be is totally passive. And that's what they were at the end. Um, but let's not let's not beat around the bush. That the injury the injuries will will take the headlines. But Newcastle were not at the races from the start. Um, in terms of systems, I think they've probably they've probably done seven. I think or seven or eight over the last three games. Three on um, on the twenty eighth. A couple on Boxing Day. Two, I think two today as well. Um, so it tactically it looks. I mean, it's a mess at the moment. Um, they're struggling without Alisson Maximum. There's no doubt about that because he is an outlet ball and he's he's their main attacking outlet. But it's got to be better than this. Um, you know, no doubt injuries have played a huge part in what they're doing. Um, they've struggled, I think, to manage the load. They've 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 obviously lost players to injury before Christmas. Now they've lost more players to injury. They've they've been playing players, I think, in the red zone in the last few games as well. So I think for all the praise that we gave after the Crystal Palace game, which was only about what was it 10 days ago um, and things felt very rosy at that point because they had such a buffer on the relegation zone I think you've now got to ask some very valid questions about how Christmas was planned for and um, you know the approach over these three games because it just hasn't been right they've made changes in, in the games you know, obviously Mutu played today um, but it, it was kind of you know they, they, they didn't I don't think deal particularly well with the three games um, and obviously you can be wise after the event and say you know why, why didn't you see this coming that they've been it's been very very close to being a bad season because they've you know the, they've, the games where they've won it's been very tight margins and maybe those those tight margins aren't going for them and they've been well beaten twice um, at Christmas and um, you know obviously Everton was well, Everton was unfortunate I think you, you know they, they, you could have made a case that they deserved a point out of that one but they were well beaten today and it was horrendous really watching it it was Dreadful, um, flat atmosphere. You know, there wasn't, there was nowhere near fifty-two thousand here today. I know that was the official attendance, but there were, you know, I think more like forty-eight, forty-seven thousand. And by the end, there was maybe ten. Um, it was so bad, um, and you know, you just hope that obviously it's really difficult sometimes to to see the wood for the trees when things go well or badly. And maybe you have to take a step back and say, look, 
they could still they could you know it, it might just be bad um, you know a bad kind of few days but you know I think there's very valid reasons to, to worry I mean as we speak it's, the relegation buffer is down to five points three tough games to come as well before after a, a Rochdale game which I don't think anybody's looking forward to now after after the injury so you know it, it, it is the way at this football club isn't it it's either up or down um, and it's definitely feeling more down today than it was uh, than it was 10 days ago and sorry we were going to go on to this about the squad but you mentioned the attendance there yeah even before it all turned sour it was quite an odd atmosphere yeah. today and obviously given this half season ticket offer we're obviously going to talk about it mm. what did you make of that today? I think it's been I think it, the atmosphere has been strange all season really I mean when Newcastle have given the fans reason to, to, to cheer then it has been good in spells you know Manchester United at home was really good um, amazing noise after Almiron scored against Palace um, Everton was quite, was quite good but today was utterly flat um, the, the problem with giving away 10,000 season tickets is that when um, you know the match the things aren't going well or the match is not a particularly glamorous one or um, you know today I think there were transport issues getting to the game a lot of people will just say well it's a free season ticket I don't need to take it um, and today there were you know it was down a few thousand I think and you could tell there were there were a lot of empty seats there or less than there had been during the games against sort of Southampton Palace and, and, and that but it, you know it, it was flat and then I think the problem is you've got you've got you know, you've not got the same level of engagement from some of those fans you can tell it was so flat today um, and it's a big problem for the club you know you give away the 10,000 season tickets and it it sort of papers over the cracks a little bit because you don't have the the attendances don't sound as bad because you know you're announcing them as 52,000 but that's going to become a you know it's going to become a, bit of a sick joke if you start losing more and more fans from the actual attendance when they're announcing it's 52,000 when there actually aren't the full amount of uh, fans filling the, the gates that's going to become a problem and it, it just you know erodes the credibility a little bit further but they have to find a way of getting these fans more engaged in games because the home form has been the bedrock on, of, of this season so far and you know looking at the games they've got to come at home there's a lot of big games, you know, Norwich, I think, and we're all looking at Norwich as the first game in February. What will Newcastle look like on the final day of January? You know, they've got, um, it, you know, the, the, the noises being made around the transfer window are not such that you think they're going to do loads of business. Mm. It, it doesn't sound like that, does it? But you almost feel like they need something to lift them a little bit. And, um, you know, I know that this club does go up and down, but it, it you have to have you have to have those foundations in place to make it feel like there's something to to cling on to when things aren't going well. And we know under the previous manager that when he was in bad spells like this, you'd kind of say, well, he knows what he's doing. He's he's got he's got a policy. He's got a way to do things. And we're about to find out what this manager has got. And that was the thing that I think a lot of people were worried about when he when he took the job was is he good enough to um, to manage when things are, you know are going badly? Well, we're about to find out. And you know, I think he's done a good job in the first half of the, se- the season. There's no doubt about that. But Christmas has been really bad, and I just hope that it doesn't it doesn't end up being damaging. But uh, but yeah, really uh, a really tough day today. And obviously, we we're talking about the squad, and um, you spoke about in the press conference afterwards. Kind of got the impression that his hands were tied. Obviously, the performance of Lejeune is going to come under the spotlight. Mm. He's, beforehand, you'd say he's probably United, one of United's best defenders, if yeah. not the best defender. He's come back from a long time out, played what was it three, four times in the yeah. space in a, in a matter of a week or so. Yeah. 
do you agree with the perception that he was sort of giving in that press conference that he didn't really have a choice when it came to playing well, the likes of Lejeune and others yeah. time and time again? It's an interesting one because obviously they have they have you know there wasn't there's not a lot I don't think he could do in terms of the squad. Obviously he's got now got eleven players or ten players injured in, in the twenty twenty five, but he could have. There were things he could have done because um, Isaac Hayden could have moved into the the back four, or they could have moved to a back four and therefore not needed to play five at the back. Um, which obviously didn't go very well last time they tried against Leicester so that may be in his thinking but he could have moved as a Caden back there he's got midfielders he's got Key I think he I'm not sure whether Key was available today but he's, he's nowhere, nowhere to be seen he does have Matty Longstaff he had Sean Longstaff who is just dreadfully out of form at the moment but you know he's there he's a, you know, he's a big player for them they've got Matty Longstaff who's done okay when he's come in he did really well in his first game you know, he's always going to find it harder um, you know, coming in there, but, but he's got those two players. They are Premier League, you know, especially Sean is a Premier League level midfielder. You know, so um, he did have those options. There were other things he could do. I mean, he, he brought Mutu in today. Um, I think the right decision with Carroll because he's going to be really important for the next few weeks. And, and I think, you know, look, there's no point in sacrificing him as well. Um, but but he did have other options. You know, there were other things he could do. Obviously, Kraft has come on today. Um, Yedin's come on, played the. Like the last forty minutes with a broken hand, but you know there, there are there were options there. Atsu's there. They could have done other things, but I mean it's, it's threadbare. You know it's 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 tough. But it isn't the case that he had to play Lejeune four times in ten days. He d- he didn't probably have to, but if he was going to play five at the back, um, then he was going to need to do that. Um, but you know you have to again valid questions. I think have to be asked about why they're getting so many more muscle injuries than they did last season. Um, we've already had the manager has already admitted that with Alan St Maximum he made a mistake to play him twice in the space of four days didn't he um, so you know they have to wise up because this is a Premier League where you know the, the sports science uh, Newcastle to be fair had invested in sports science and injury prevention um, but they've had 11 injuries this year and you know look that, you can draw the comp- you can draw the, the comparison with last season and how well they did in terms of Days lost to injury, and how many injuries they've got this season, and you know it's there for all to see. It's not people bringing an agenda to it. It's it just is what it is. You know they've invested a lot in sports science. It worked last season. It isn't working this season. You could say they've been unlucky in some occasions, but you know that is the price you pay for you know for for, for making a decision to bring in another manager. And he's now got to make find a way of managing it, and um, the club have to find a way of managing it and uh, if they can't then they're going to pay they're going to pay a price because you know they are still fighting for their lives this season you know we knew they weren't it never felt like they weren't but they're going to need everything firing and I think you know they need to they need to go and, and do something in January they need to get these players back fit and they need to start you know, there needs to be more of a plan than there has been in the last three games <laughs>